It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 240, entitled, How Do We Hack Mark's Laptop? It was recorded on Monday the 6th of February, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and today I am joined by three guests. There's Mark Westgard, Rob Cairns, and Steve Burge. It's a WordPress podcast, so we mainly talk about WordPress, but we do stray into AI a little bit. What's up this week? Well, we talk about the core editor improvements, and McCarthy's got a nice article about some of the things which have changed recently to help you and your WordPress websites. Should the site editor beta label be removed? Some think it should, others think it shouldn't. Should the WordPress admin area get a bit of a design overhaul. Yoast certainly seemed to think so, and there's a piece by Yoast de Volk all about that. The individual learner survey is out. It's only going to take you five or seven minutes to complete, so there's a link in the show notes to help you do that. There's also a look under the hood at something called Engine Awesome, which is a SaaS app which is using Gutenberg as their UI. We talk about the last pass breach for quite a long time, and then we get into some AI stuff. We talk all about the fact that schoolchildren are submitting things that AI has created, and the AI seemingly can't spot what it's created. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place, invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP Builds. Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning. I don't think there's anything else. That's Oh, good night. We could have that, I guess. Um, it's This Week in WordPress. It's episode number 240. I can't believe I've managed to get this far. <laughs> in all honesty, anybody else can either. But here we are, surrounded by lovely people from, well, North America in this case. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. I can't seem to get any British people on. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Wait hang a on. sec. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. look, there you both are. Uh, let's introduce our guests. You can obviously see, you can go round Robin. We've got uh, we've got Rob Cairns joining us. We've also got Steve Burge, and we've also got Mark Westgard. Let me give them their proper introductions. Let's first of all start with Rob Cairns. How are you doing, Rob? How's this week been for you? Uh, not too bad, Nathan. Thanks for having me again. You're really welcome. I'm struggling to find in our show notes the uh, the introduction. No, there we go. It sort of dropped towards the bottom. Here we go. Um, Rob is the founder, CEO, chief creator of Amazing Ideas at Stunning Digital Media. His agency focuses on WordPress design and development, WordPress security, and email marketing. Uh, he launched his agency 14 years ago after spending 21 years in technical support in healthcare. In his spare time, Rob is an avid reader, loves sports and enjoys spending time at Niagara Falls. When you say avid reader, what's the metric for that? Do you sort of consume books like once a week or once a month? Because I'm on a bit of a binge at the minute with books. I'm really got back into reading since Christmas. Yeah, basically once a week. So Mm. my whole theory with books is take a half hour out of TV, watching every day, read a book instead, and you'll get to a book a week, which is about 52 books a year, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's great. That that's about my cadence at the minute. I'm on about a book a week, and mm-hmm. unusually un- for me, I've I've settled on sci-fi. Uh, since Christmas, before that, it was always history, non-fiction, and yeah, I, uh, I, and I'm yeah, I, and found a found I a alter- really- I alternate, Nathan. Sorry. So I do one business book, one pleasure book, and I kind of alternate the two. But sci-fi and history are two great subjects to read and to learn from. I'm um, I'm currently reading the Red Rising series. I'm on book book four. I don't know if you've come across that one, but it's absolutely thrilling. I'm really, really enjoying it. Anyway, we're not here to talk about about that. But thank you for joining us, Rob. Really appreciate it. We're also joined, as you can see, uh, is uh, is Mr. Westgard, Mark Westgard, Mark <laughs> Mark's <laughs> Mark's biography I wrote because he didn't yes, give did. me one. So it says Mark, <laughs> Mark is made from AI and runs WS form. Is there anything Actually, else I need to add to that? There's nothing else we need to say. That's that's all there is to it. How are you doing, Nathan? <laughs> yeah, good. If he glitches during this episode, it's because he's not real uh you went to WordCamp <laughs> yeah. y'all over the weekend i did you? You a nice time yeah i did it was fantastic yeah luckily it was only, it was about a two and a half hour drive from me so i went straight it was really funny i came out of my house and i turned almost left onto the 280 and i drove along the road and then i turned right in birmingham and there i, I was there it was really oh, strange it was made <laughs> so, for you. yeah 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 um but it was yeah it's great it was great to see um i saw you know kate and topher and and uh, Nev, who's been on the show before, and you know, all, all kinds of people. So it was great oh, to catch up um, nice. and uh, yeah, see, see some sessions and have a Oh, that's beers. lovely. I'm glad you had a nice time. I'm glad you're joining us. Thank you very much. And finally, uh, well, not finally, but you know, it's, some, somebody's got to come at the end of the list, I guess. It's Steve Burge. How are you doing, Steve? Hey, Nathan. Um, Steve is the he's one of the the people behind MetaSlider, which we're going to talk about in a moment. But a whole bunch of other things. Uh, Publish Press is the most notable thing I think that I've come across you for. I actually use it on WP Builds to uh, to for all sorts of unpublished things. There's a there's a plugin that, that he has which allows you to set a date in the future to turn a post which is published into draft. And I use that when sort of deals that we run on things like Black Friday, things like that, when they expire. It's ever so good, but go and check out Publish Press. The official biography reads as follows. I'm part of a team building WordPress publishing plugins with over a million users. They are Publish Press, Metaslider, TexoPress, and Logtivity. Ah, hence the article that you that we're going to mention later. I didn't know about the Logtivity side of things. How are you, Steve? Yeah, pretty good. I don't have any AI in any of our plugins yet. I need oh. to catch up with Mark and need to get some some Mark, kind of artificial intelligence in there. Should we just kick him off the show? It's frankly, you know, what? <laughs> I don't have anything to contribute to a chat in 2023 if I don't yeah. have any AI. Well, we'll talk. We've been snippets. talking for AI for, for weeks and weeks. In fact, every episode we do it, and there's more coming down the road this week. But just a couple of quick things. Firstly, if you want to uh, encourage other people to come on come on this show and join us in the chat, I'd really appreciate that. Go to wpbuilds.com forward slash live, copy and paste that URL into something, anything, uh, you like uh, well I mean hopefully some sort of social platform would be helpful and send it out there get people to join us in the chat that would be really nice that's probably the best way to do it wpbuilds.com forward slash live and I will take it off the screen and we've got a few people we've got somebody called Cohen who's given us a wave thank you very much 
don't know that I've come across Cohen before, but nice to have you. We've got Lana. Lana's turning into a bit of a regular in the in the comments there. Thank you very much for joining us. She says, hey, everyone. And we've got a, what is that? It says hand pink waving. I guess that's a, a, an a emoji that never got passed correctly by the, uh, by the platform here. But thank you for joining us, Alan. Appreciate it. Alan Fuller and Phil Levine's joining us. He says, good morning, everybody. Uh, frankly, I'm shocked. We're three minutes into the episode and we haven't got a weather report from uh, from Peter Ingersoll. <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope he's all right. <laughs> uh, he says it's the first one on the list. Okay, yeah, yeah, it's uh, not working for us. But never mind, try another one and see if that works. We're going to talk about WordPress because that's what this really is all about. But before we do that, a couple of bits of housekeeping, if that's all right with you. Um, this is our website, wpbuilds.com. If you go there, you can find all of the shows that we do. Basically, we do two things a week. We do this show, which comes out, well, live now, and then I repackage it as a podcast episode. It comes out tomorrow, Tuesday. And also, we do the podcast with either David Wormsley and myself or interviews. I've had uh, both Mark and um, Steve onto that show before. And... Um, we are sponsored at the moment by GoDaddy Pro. They've been very, very generous, sponsored us for a really long period of time. So thumbs up and thanks to them. Really appreciate it. The other thing that I want to mention very quickly is that the Page Builder Summit is coming back. It's actually happening very soon, uh, alarmingly soon, in fact. <laughs> it's happening on the 20th of February, right through the 24th. So it's a five-day event. Uh, as is usually the case, you can watch the, the presentations for 48 hours. Uh, or you can, there's an upgrade which you can opt into as well if you wish to be able to have access to those all the time. If you go to pagebuildersummit.com, pagebuildersummit.com, and click this button here, get your free ticket, give us your email and your name, and we will keep you updated. That would be really nice. So, yeah, join us in a couple of weeks. Stick it in the diary, 20th to the 24th of February. And if you want to know what's happening, uh, you can just sort of scroll down and see who the speakers are. It's a whole laundry list of them. Yeah. Just here. Great list of speakers. Look, there's Phil Levine and he was in the chat yeah. just moments ago. How cool is that? <laughs> um, so yeah, come and join us. That'd be really nice. There's a, there's something for everybody. Whether you're really into page builders or you like marketing or SEO or whatever it might be, there's, there's something there for everybody. Oh, the comments got all, got all busy. Let's, let's see what happened first. It's sunny. It's sunny. <laughs> Hi. Hi there, Leia WP. <laughs> Let's keep it like that. Oh, in Woking. Sonny. In, oh, this is Alan. Okay, thank you, Alan. It's Right, this comment is just turning into... Uh, into. Oh, he's here. Look, there he is. He's finally he showed up. <laughs> Reliable as ever. Uh, hello from Connecticut. It's zero degrees C, 32 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> don't know why I find this so entertaining. I just love that he does this every week. Two days ago, we were minus 22. Oh, minus 22 centigrade. <gasps> That's horrible. Yeah. That's harsh. Well, yeah, that is harsh. I hope... Uh, I hope I hope you managed to get the show. Clearly, you did. Uh, but thanks once again, Pete, for uh, for joining us and giving us the weather report. Here, it's about eight degrees centigrade. It's very nice. I went out for a run a little bit earlier, and it was lovely. Right. Okay. Let's get on with the the show properly. Okay. This is the first piece. This is over on make.wordpress.org. I actually think this is a really nice piece written by Anne McCarthy because it sums up an awful lot of things which are happening in the WordPress space, some of which are very, very cool. And you never know, these might have missed you and passed you by. If you're not a Gutenberg regular and you don't install the plugin and you play and look at all the changes, 
quite a lot of this stuff may have passed you, but there's quite a few nice things in here. Essentially, this post is summing up some of the, the more, in inverted commas, important changes that are coming in the near future. And the ones that I wanted to mention uh, relate to, the first thing is this style book. If you've not seen this before, there's an option now to essentially throw a ton of blocks on the screen and it will show you how those blocks will look on your WordPress website. So if you make any changes, it will demonstrate what those bl blocks will look like. There's a little video here and you can see here that it's showing you what all the headlines look like, what the paragraphs and pull quotes will look like. You can collapse it as you can see on the video and it just allows you kind of like an overview of everything that's happening on your website. And I just think that's a really, really nice idea. So that was that was point number one. I thought that was really cool. And the second thing, and I'm, I'm not sure if I've understood this correctly in all honesty, there's now an option to change the CSS directly in the styles interface. I think I misread this because it says on a per block basis directly from the styles interface. And so I, I misinterpreted that as you could globally change the CSS for a particular block. Let's say on the screen, you can see the bottom block and they've you know, it's been fiddled with to give it rounded corners before it was all straight. And I thought that then meant that every button on the entire website would obey that unless otherwise specified. But I'm not sure if I've parsed that correctly. I could have got that wrong. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of other things, design tools, and you can copy and paste styles from one block onto another. So in this example, this video here, you can see that there's two paragraphs, and if we just slide it forwards a little bit, the first paragraph, there's a bunch of style adding to it, background and so on, and all that's happening is they're copying and pasting. It just says paste styles, and boom, it just becomes like the other one. So that's a really nice little trick as well. They're the three headlines that I wanted to mention. Uh, I just thought they were really nice. You'll find this over at make.wordpress.org. It's called Core Editor Improvements, Strengthening Style Options. Right, that's enough talking from me. What do you guys think? Well, but things are happening fast with Gutenberg right now. Um, I I was writing a blog post that I think we'll come on to a little bit later and was trying to download the latest versions of the Foresight Editor and Gutenberg and found a, a plugin from BPH from Bridget, um, who uh, Bridget Pauly Hack, yep. who basically allows you to download the nightly versions of what they're working on and put it on your site. Last week, I did it on Monday. Okay, a couple of nice features. Did it again on Wednesday, boom. Um, they basically rolled in lots of those changes that you just talked about, Nathan, plus more. Um, things are really happening fast. I think they seem to be wanting to bring it to a conclusion. Um, there was a post saying, hey, we're bringing the foresight editing, the phase two, sort of section of the Gutenberg, uh, Gutenberg project to a close. The final things are coming in quickly. Um, things are happening fast. Yeah, I, there was a, I heard a podcast episode on the WP Briefing, which is Josepha Hayden-Chomposi's podcast, and she was mentioning that. And I, I'm sure I had a link open before we started the show, but I can't find it now. But in it, there was information along the lines of, I don't know, let's say there were 100 things which needed to be achieved to get the full-site editing um, finished, if you like. We'll come on to this in a minute. And most of those had been achieved. Yeah, but it is changing really quick. I think some of these things are really nice. What about you, um, Mark or Rob? Yeah, um, I was just looking into that per block 
custom CSS thing you were mentioning. Um, I'll Thank put you. a link in the chat actually. But oh it's, great! It's, I'll put it's it. Actually, um, I really like that because so what you can do is they've added like a CSS box, so you can actually just type in CSS for a particular um, block or uh, or site wide. But the nice thing about it is you don't have to worry about. Um, I don't. I don't believe you have to worry about the selector for that CSS. So you can literally just type in the CSS that you want for yeah. a particular block, and off it goes. So that's really cool, um, and that that obviously makes it a lot more efficient. Uh, I know that they have done that in the past with the CSS that relates to the block itself that you haven't custom written. Um, yeah. So I think they're just doing this more for performance, so you don't have to. But also just for convenience, really. So. So on the work. So I'm I'm looking at the GitHub um, post that yeah. you mentioned, and there's an image here, and obviously I haven't read it because you've just shown it to me. But it looks like it's the workflow of how you do it. So you go into the block, then you find looks like it's the custom CSS, which is right yeah. at the bottom, and then in the implementation they've got here, they've they've. Added in. So did this did this materialize automatically? This WP hyphen. Uh, I'm not sure. Search? I'm not sure, okay. but may, yeah, maybe it did. Yeah, it did. Okay. but that's. I, I think this is like an early mock up. This is like the beginning of the the ticket. But um, okay, and then there's something yeah. beneath it, and it says this could align well with how it could look for global styles. Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I'm not sure if if anybody's in the chat who understands whether that is global or not. That would be really interesting. Anyway, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it looks good. Um, Rob, anything to add here? You Gutenberg user? Oh yeah, I've been a Gutenberg user pretty well since day one. Um, as Steve mentioned, it's coming fast and furious. What I would suggest if, is if anybody is not into that daily troubleshooting maybe they don't want to run the gutenberg plugin on their production site um i know people do i do i like to live a little dangerously sometimes but <laughs> if you're yes. if you're not into that troubleshooting just put it on a dev site play with it there there's lots going on so there was um there was something steve you wanted to mention here in terms of images and there's been some yeah. changes recently let's just put your website up because you've uh You've highlighted this in a blog post over at metaslider.com. Uh, it was yeah, if you, first if you scroll down a little, mm -hmm. um, doo -doo -doo, one there. of the images should Did show what we're looking at. Yes, that one there. Um, it seems as if they're trying to move the media manager increasingly to this left sidebar next to blocks and patterns so that you wouldn't just have one media option. You'd have images which if you hit images, it will access what's in your media library. And then they've also integrated something called Openverse, which is basically like a Creative Commons licensed stock photo directory that's actually on WordPress.org at the moment. And so you'll be able to hit media, hit Openverse, and then search, I think, like 600 million images they have there. <laughs> it's just nuts. <laughs> uh, so the... Sorry, go on, carry on. Oh, yeah, they they picked it up from the, the automatic WordPress, or I think maybe automatic picked it up, picked up Openverse like a year or so ago, and now it's going to be fully integrated into WordPress, I think, with 6.2. Yeah. The, the, um, the options here, are, that's pretty amazing, isn't it? The idea that inside, I mean, I'm imagining most people are using images on posts and pages. Typically, posts feels like the featured image is the place where you're most wanting to do this. And 
And for a blog post, the idea that you could get something almost immediately from, well, like you say, let's say it's 600 million is pretty cool. You've you've obviously gone into the panel on the left, um, clicked on the open verse option, and then looks from here as if you've typed in beach. And then ha- how does this work? Is it is it so I'm seeing three images there. Does that just scroll and just, is it like an infinite scroll? You just keep going and it shows you more and more beaches? Yeah, the same is true with your media library as well. Um, yep. I think it produces the best result and then you keep scrolling if you don't like it or change the search. How do you feel about that in terms of the fact that it's one column? Because I'm really, I, I personally always have the media library in on the grid view. I never use the list view. And I like the fact that I can see on my screen, I don't know, there's like 10 little icons and mm. then I can see another row of 10 and another row of 10. I kind of like that. I, I, I think I would find this this UI frustrating, I think. If, ever, you know, if the image that I wanted was like the 20th in my media library, I'd find this a little bit annoying to go through. So for me, at least anyway, I'd prefer like a modal, which occupied most of the screen. But, you know, that's just my probability. Yeah. It would probably be helped with the addition of a open full media library link there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You could have something in there which popped up or took you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. So now at least, okay, we've got blocks, patterns, and media in the left-hand sidebar, and you've got open verse thrown in there as well. Very cool. The idea is that you'll be able to extend this sidebar, so it'll be images, open verse, and then maybe other plugins or maybe other WordPress integrations can add to this list. OpenAI, it's going to come. Yeah, I think the promise of OpenAI, uh, sorry, OpenVerse, is that you can pr- basically, if you if the, an image appears there, you can be pretty cer- pretty certain that what you're clicking on doesn't have any license attached. I mean, maybe you no. do need to be a bit more thorough than just clicking willy-nilly and hoping for the best. But my understanding is that if if you find something there, you are you are okay to use it in whatever way, shape, or form you wish. CC, what is it? CC0, is that the right one? I think that's the right one. Yeah, um, some of them like Unsplash have slightly dodgy or slightly, they, it, it's Creative Commons-ish, but it's not quite as as free as the real Creative Commons license. Wasn't Unsplash so bought by somebody as well recent, a little while ago, and there was concern that images may have had their license amended uh, yeah, maybe I'm missing. You know who owns most of these now? Getty. And, uh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, and I only found this out actually by writing this blog post. Things like uh, Pexels and Pixabay and some of the others. Go on. Do you know who owns Canva. Ha. Huh. Huh, that's on a, interesting. They've yeah, been on a buying which, which means Adobe. <laughs> oh, Adobe owns Canva now? That's correct. Okay, so yeah, it's uh, it's what we feared. <laughs> <They've>, uh, <laughs> yeah. So the, I, I like this. It seems like a really nice implementation. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't really mind what the UI looks like. The fact that it is there as an option is super cool and is going yep. to empower a ton of people who who have no interest in going to these third-party sites and you know looking over there and then downloading it to the desktop, not loading it to the media library. Just click a button and boom. You've got it. Yeah, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing that, Steve. You can find Steve's blog post. Uh, it's called Openverse Stock Photos Are Coming to WordPress uh, over at metaslider.com. There's a blog link at the top in the menu there. So anyway, so some really nice, I think, 
Some really mm. nice features that are coming into the UI, especially around styles in the near future. I feel this style book is really cool. I'm really happy that that's, that's coming soon. Okay, let's move on, shall we? Oh, any comments coming in? Why? Well, yeah, thank you. I'm getting endorsed for the grid view. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Anybody? Okay, anybody using the list view ever? Bueller? Never. No. Bueller? No, I use the grid view all day, every day. Yeah, isn't it weird? Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I think I there is a few situations where I need to use it. Like when I use a plugin called Short Pixel, yeah. uh, and it's you know Short Pixel squishes images, it makes them smaller. And I think in order to see what it's done, you need to be in List View. But mm. I typically don't don't use it. So yeah, yeah. I like to be uh, able to see the metadata on the right hand side as well. So you you know you can too. see the the URL, the title, and everything else. So I wonder if that will be incorporated into that media. Oh, you, so again, are we look. If I look at Steve's post, hmm. do you mean? Let me just put that back on the screen. So if we, oh, it is on the screen. Great. If we look at this, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, one of the no common title that, or yeah, you know. I also yeah. wonder if they're going to incorporate the WordPress photo directory that they've been working on as well, which is separate from the Openverse purchase. That's right. Made. Yeah, uh, so maybe that will become another menu item. And then while we're at it, Mark, why don't we just redesign the media library because it's the most neglected part of WordPress, ah. and you know, and the least the least sexiest part of WordPress. So. It's coming. It is coming. Least... That that is mooted for um for the next round of uh WordPress. Is it? I don't know if it's six point three or if it's just the six Gutenberg three. phase three um improvements. Mm. But I don't know what direction that's going to take. But the talks are the talks have begun, if you like. There is a post from Matthias on on the on the Make blog, which is called Phase Two Finale, and it basically has six point two and six point three as wrapping up the foresight editing phase before, and then we're going to jump yeah. on to six point four, and we might see media library improvements and other things. Yeah, I had uh, Matthias Steve on my podcast back in December, and he. At the time, indicated it would be after six two that they looked at the media library. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm hoping to see it soon because it just needs a refresh, like really mm. bad. Let's put that conversation on the shelf because we've got a post in a minute from um, Yoast sure. Volk um, all about the WordPress admin uh, area mm. and whether or not it needs a cleanup. So we'll just put that on on hold. But I think you're right, uh, Mark. One of the common uses that I have. Is to is, is when I put an image in is to get you know the description and the alt text mm -hmm. done, and certainly in this UI it doesn't look maybe maybe you have to insert mm -hmm. it and then a yeah, click on it again and mm -hmm. bring up the library yeah, yeah which seems kind of wonky. Doesn't I just it? kind of like to see that as I'm clicking through just yeah I'm getting the right, right one. But I'm really yeah. pleased to see all this styling stuff coming together in in Block Editor and it's something mm -hmm. I've been waiting for as a plugin developer to be able to kind of latch onto a way of doing it. Yep. Um, so is, yeah, I'm I'm really pleased to see that the uh, updates they're about to do. I'm excited Great. about that. Yeah, got a few people who've joined us. Um, Michelle, hello, Michelle. She's come in by the name of Stella WP today, but she's then written, "It's Michelle here." Mm -hmm. Hi, Michelle. Um, we were talking about photos, and I know that uh, this is Openverse. We were talking about, but I know that you've been involved heavily in uploading things to the the WordPress photo library. That's been amazing. And we've got Andrew Palmer joining us as well. Mr. Palmer. Hello, Andrew. Bertha AA has AI image search, and you can actually and you can use any of the images without attribution too. Just saying. Well, when you when you say that, Andrew, do you mean um 
you can search for images that have been created by AI already? Or do you mean that you can create your own images with a prompt? And I then think he means creating them, yeah. Creating them, and then that's attribution free. Yeah, okay. Uh, you can get back to us on that if you if you can be bothered. Uh, let's. <laughs> We're, we're, well, five minutes in, and we've already got the first AI shout-out. <laughs> it doesn't take <laughs> long. Right back to AI again. Just back to <laughs> Honestly, it's consuming everybody's... Oh, here, look, it didn't take him long. He is AI. That was too quick for regular humans to type. Already created, and then you can oh, use... Content. Cool. Oh, so it's not what you yeah. thought, Mark. It's, um, yeah, that's cool. It's, yeah. So where does that silo live then, Andrew? Is, that, is there like a cluster of... Is that like a birther thing, where you have created a silo of... Free to free to use AI created uh, content, or is that a thing which is just out on the internet somewhere where all of the created images get put? Um, mm, that's curious. That's interesting. So you can search for AI created stuff. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, right. Let's move on. Let's turn our attention to this. All right. So. Sarah Gooding writes in the tavern, WordPress contributors work towards removing site editor beta label. Forgive me for saying beta. That's the way I do it. Uh, for 6.2, actually, yeah, the majority of us on this show today probably say it that way as well. Uh, site editor beta label for removal of for 6.2 release. And yeah, I'm, I'm not that convinced by this, in all honesty. The... the Obviously, the, the beta label is just basically shouting to everybody, be, there be monsters. Like, use this at your own, um, with your own discretion. And if things go wrong and behave a bit in a janky way, you knew, you know, maybe don't have this going into production. But also, I suppose it speaks to that it's not quite quite got all the features yet. You know, we still haven't got all of the things, the whiz-bang things that we wanted. And this follows uh, a conversation that was had with uh, Josefa Hayden-Chompo-C. It was on her podcast, which is called WP Briefing, where she said 99% of the features uh, are ready uh, for phase two. So it looks like we're ready to rip off the bandage of beta and just have it out there in the world. Now, I'm going to throw this one to um, to Steve initially, because Steve, Steve, by, by good coincidence, Steve put a tweet up this week where he said, I had an interesting experience with the new WordPress full site editing this weekend. I presume this was in response to what Josepha was saying, my 13-year-old is building a site for school and chose a theme that uses full-site editing. Right? As a new user, she assumed that full-site editing is where you create new content. So she built the entire site there. And then there's a further image further down where she's basically created, instead of creating posts and pages, she's created templates for everything. So Steve, just run through your your daughter's like errors. I don't really want to say errors because... No. You know, 13 year old um, and she wants to use it this is the ui that she was handed i'm guessing you weren't standing there going no 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 wait no <laughs> click that click you just let her rip right and why did it go wrong yeah she'd been doing it as an after school project with her friends and then she'd brought it home after a couple of weeks of work and she'd gone into the the foresight editor and she'd seen i think all the content on the page and i'm kind of backporting my ideas of how she thought about this. Um, 
But she'd seen the content there and it seemed like it was using Gutenberg and it seemed clickable and it seemed like you could edit content there. And she, I think, clicked around and tried to figure, figure out how to edit the content and she'd stumbled on templates and oh. basically ended up creating a template for each page, almost treating it like it was Dreamweaver. You know, like in, in Dreamweaver, you'd copy the HTML from one page to the next page, to the yep. next page. Yep. Um, and she'd edited the HTML. Everything ended up hard-coded. And the site looked really good. But every she'd made like a 40-page website, and she had 40 hard-coded pages. Right. And yes. it, it, it seemed to me that there was, there was just like missing a new post button, the ability to edit and create content inside there, because it... On the one hand, the foresight editing is really cool and it's usable. And my 13-year-old with no WordPress experience was able to, to whip up a site. But it, it, it feels like you should be able to write content in there. And I think other people, um, the, some of the feedback I got on Twitter was that other people have had a similar experience. Um, and the, it was, I don't know, it, it's not often you get to see WordPress like that from a completely fresh standpoint of someone who has no preconceptions and no experience of it coming in. Yeah, I guess one of the great things about the block editor is that the UI is more or less the same for everything. And one of the worst things about the block editor is that the UI is basically the same for everything. Um, you know, it's kind of, I, I don't know, it just seems... Yeah, if your 13-year-old daughter can sort of fall into this trap, I wonder how many other people might fall into a similar trap. But anyway, the, the point of this was all about, should we strip the, the WordPress beta label away from full-site editing? And it, it feels like we're rushing headlong to that point. I, I, I just don't know. Let's, let's throw it to Mark and to Rob and see what they think. What's the rush? I mean, Gmail, which is one of the most popular email clients out there and email services out there, had the beta label. Uh, sorry, I don't say beta, Nathan. Okay. Beta label <laughs> for, for years. <laughs> and it was only removed like recently. So like, I don't think there's any rush. I mean, to me, it's more important what you do with FSC or full site editing than what the label is on it. So I think we're all getting hung up on a label and either you want to use it or you don't want to use it. You want to deal with the issues. You don't want to deal with the issues. But I don't think the label means a lot of difference at the end of the day to most developers, to be honest with you. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mark, you have any thoughts on this? Yeah, I just wonder if they're worried about the adoption of it by having yep. a beta on there. Yep. Um, it's. I think it's going to be in beta for a long time. It's, it's, it's an evolving project. If you look at it, you know, from a year ago to where it is now, it's it's come on, you know, beautifully. But in a year's time, we, we're going to have a lot, a lot of changes as well. Um, I've, I've actually decided on one of my client projects that I'm going to try and build a block theme from ground up. And I've actually started it and I'm already starting to see some some typos and stuff in the documentation. So I really need to contribute and, and improve that. Um, but I, I, I just think it needs a little bit more polishing still. Um, before we get rid of that that beta label, I don't think there's any problem having that beta label there at all. Uh, it doesn't yeah. doesn't bother me. Yeah. So um, 
Well, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. To me, if it's... Uh, by the way, Alan Fuller has sort of given a, a better description of what beta means. He says feature changes, features may change based on feedback. Yeah. And given that that is definitely where we're we are. hoping for yeah yeah exactly then maybe mm -hmm. that label should stay i guess if yeah. you're opening up a default version of wordpress for the very first time and you have never used it before and you've got so you've downloaded it from wordpress.org you put it somewhere it's working and you you your default experience is the 2023 theme which then says beta next to it does the whole of wordpress feel like a beta product because this is how you edit the, the theme, if you like. You know, this is how you edit your headers and your footers. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's difficult. I, I, I'm sort of torn. I think for me, the red label should stay for a little while. I don't see the rush, as Rob said. But I can see why it might, maybe there's metrics and data about how it's causing people to be a bit alarmed and mm. not get not try things out. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, once you've learned it, it's a usable system. So maybe they just want to... Yeah, I, I think it's more of a conception thing in terms of newer users coming to it and and seeing that beta label and going, hang on a minute, why why am I using beta software on? Uh, I, right, I wonder right. If, I wonder if right. it does that on WordPress.com if you if you sign up through the commercial. I don't side know actually. Yeah, I don't yeah. suppose many of us watching this or listening to this probably are heavy users of WordPress.com, but no. I don't know. Oh, yeah. But um, Ben uh, is saying don't remove the beta label, and then uh, yeah, I think that broadly seems to be our. The four of us seem to have that opinion. I Forgive mm -hmm. me if I've mischaracterized what you're saying. But then uh, Courtney, hello, Courtney. Nice to have you with us. She says, most recent post on Core makes it sound as if a, it's a done deal on removing beta. Yeah, this piece on the WP Tavern, which is obviously following some of that, makes that clear. When they're talking about 99% of the features we considered in scope will be in Core by April, you know. That sounds like that's going to be ticked off fairly soon. Well, maybe, maybe it's a bit of a storm in a teacup. And we've got Nomad, Nomad Skateboarding. Anecdotally, the Reddit WordPress sub's biggest argument against Core is the beta label. Oh, yeah, you see, mm. you go. interesting yeah, other side of go. things. And thank you, Alan. Personally, I think it should be taken off as soon as the planned additional are developed and released stable. I think it's off-putting. Yeah, it, it, mm. yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. I just, yeah, yeah. Mm, don't well, know. Nathan, some of the we did a podcast a little while ago about Gutenberg Phase Three, right? Yeah, yep. And a lot of the features coming in Phase Three, such as revisions for every part of the core, uh, comments on different parts of site editing, um, some of the things they're proposing are really stacking on top of the the site editor experience and so if you're developing phase three on top of something which is technically beta it's mm. like building on a house of sand it really would help i think to say this is done it's solid now we can start developing more stuff on top of it um yeah. otherwise beaters on top of beaters um it's betas all the way down. No, that's that's kind of that. I think you've summed that up really well, actually. If we are in, indeed going to move on to phase three, having a dirty great beta label does make it seem like you're building it on top of a house of sand. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Yeah, if, if you're going to say phase two is done, I think as a consequence, you have to take the beta label off. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, anyway, 
we'll see. We'll see how this transpires in the next days, weeks, or months. But thank you for sharing your story about your your daughter. That gives us a real insight into into what's going on. That's great. By the way, if you want to uh, get your friends, colleagues, even enemies, who knows, in on this show, send them to wpbuilds.com forward slash live and, uh, you know, tell them that there's a live show going on and uh, it's all about WordPress. Send them to that if they're into WordPress, you know, not like some random dude on the street. You know, that would be slightly off-putting. We occasionally get comments in from Twitch and it's just like, you don't know, you're not interested in WordPress, are you? You're just just randomly arrived on this channel and there we go if they're interested in ai they can join us yeah yeah okay ai is fine yeah yeah um okay let's move on a little bit the next piece that i wanted to mention oh actually we should have um my camera is janking out i do apologize if i'm sort of stuttering can i can i just ask you three is my camera behaving weirdly is it all all right does it glitch or anything no it just showed the logo for a second but it's fine yeah okay that's great. All right. Well, in which case we'll persevere. I should probably have put this piece up. And I think, who, who sent me to this one? Was it you just recently, um, Steve? Did you send me this one or no? It was. No. Yeah. Yeah. What's this one about then? This is the, the Matthias Ventura phase two finale. Yes. Basically you're saying phase two is coming to an end. Get okay. ready for phase three. Okay, so he's outlining all of that. I'll, I'll add that because that wasn't one that I spotted this week, and I'll add that into the show notes. Phase two finale and uh, giving you a bit of an insight into everything that's gone on. I'll read that, and maybe we can talk about that next week. It okay, looks like it went up Saturday morning, I think. Um, yeah, February the 4th. Busy, busy guy, I think, <laughs> Yeah, whenever you see people posting on the weekend. Okay, let's change tack completely. Uh, so this is something that the the, the Learn team would like you to, to participate in. It's a survey and it's very short. It takes about, I think they say five to seven minutes. And I'll just give you a little recap. So the Make WP training team, individual learner survey, it says, thank you for taking the time to respond. It's going to take between five and seven minutes. The training team is currently working towards updating the needs analysis for the free resources Learn. WordPress. This individual user survey is the first phase in this project and will help us to continue to grow and improve the materials. If you have any questions about the survey, uh, you can contact and then Destiny Carno, Benjamin Evans, and Pooja Darash. I can never get that name. Darashri. Sorry for butchering your name. Uh, and then click the start button and you're off to the races. Like I said, it's going to take you five or seven minutes. I don't suppose any of you have got anything to say about that. I just wanted to put it on people's radars. If you are consuming these materials, then it would be very helpful if you give some feedback and let them know exactly what you think and where things should be going in the future. A um, couple more comments coming in. Let's just share this one. Peter says, part of the WordPress mission is democratizing publishing for everyone. I think any confusion of the platform beta, you know, in quotes, can get in the way uh, of that non-developer publishers. Yeah, thank you. Peter's joining us. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. Of course, Courtney. Yeah, go and share it. Uh, Courtney will be very very pleased that you did go and fill out the survey. It's only going to, in fact, just do it now whilst the audio is on in the background, yeah. go to uh, learn.wordpress.org forward slash individual dash learner dash survey, or you can probably just Google individual learner survey, wordpress.org and go and fill it out while we're doing this. She says it's closing soon. 
When does it close, Courtney? Is it in the next day or two, or have people got a little bit of time? Because I'm going to push this out tomorrow, so hopefully it'll still be open by tomorrow. Okay. Right, let's get into that subject that we were talking about earlier. The oh We were talking about the media library, weren't we, and whether or not it was fit for purpose anymore. This is a piece um, from Joost de Volk, and it's over on his website, so it's joost.blog. WordPress admin needs... WordPress admin UI needs to be updated. Peachy, you've joined us at just the right moment. Um, <laughs> this is really based around the fact that when Yoast 20, Yoast version 20 came out, I'm going to say 10 days ago or something like that, they, for the first time ever, they stepped away from the, I'm going to call it brand guidelines. I don't, that's not a term really, but you know, the WordPress way of doing things. Yoast previously had stuck to, the UI that all all the things in WordPress typically have. And Yoast is basically making the point, look, it's out of date. It just doesn't look um, up to the minute. There's loads of advancements that have happened in the past decade that people are not making use of. And so they've gone for their own skin for their plugin. So it's completely unique. It's Yoast's only. But he makes the point that a lot of other WordPress plugins have gone down this route. In fact, we've got two plugin owners on the show. We've got Mark with WS Form and Steve with Publish Press. They can tell us their experience in a moment. But because Yoast have done it, he's saying, well, maybe it's time to, uh, you know, maybe it's time to revisit the WordPress UI and see exactly if there's a, a way for it to be nicer. I joined WordPress probably about I don't know, 2014, something like that. That was when I first started using it. And at that point, I thought it was great. I really thought it was the bee's knees. But it honestly, I think apart from minor incremental changes, like there was a tiny color change that went on, but everything more or less looks the same. It doesn't really help if, I guess, plugin developers have their own unique one and everybody's, you know, it's a bit bit cognitive dissonance going into a plugin and trying to figure out what's going on. His point is, wouldn't it be good to have uh, a design system that everybody could use? And so it's modern and every plugin developer can hop in and use that instead. Go and check out Yoast version 20. You can probably see a blog post about that on the internet and uh, you'll get an idea for what their UI looks like, but you can see it on the screen at the moment. It is completely a departure from the WordPress inverted commas way. So, all right, let's start with Mark. Mm. Mark, what was your take on this? When you started doing WS form, did you think I'm going to go all in WordPress way or did you think I'm going to make my own UI? Yeah, I, so I tried as much as possible to stay within the WordPress admin. There are um, quite a few plugins that kind of pop out and then it's difficult to get back again. Uh, so I, I wanted to try and keep within that environment as much as possible. My settings page looks like the WordPress options page, for example. Um, so I've tried to try to keep in with it. The problem is there's no style guide for the WordPress admin and never has been. Um, so there's no way for me to add a component in my plugin based upon a standard that WordPress has defined. Um, you just basically have to look at their CSS and try and do the best you can with it. If you have a look at the private chat link I sent, Nathan. Yeah, I'll um, put that on the screen. So this is... Yoast, this, oh! So they've great. actually made this open source. It's a, it's a library that you can use, which I think this is what WordPress needs. Um, and so they've, they've defined pretty much, you know, elements for everything that you would need within your... UI. I think it's fantastic. Okay, um, so I'll just pause and explain what's on the screen. Sorry, Mark, and I'll come right back hmm. to you. So Mark found 
as I was talking, uh, he's found the the Yoast. Let me just click back and see exactly what it was called. So it's the Yoast UI library. Mm. Uh, I will put the link in the show notes, but it's UI dot sorry UI dash library dot Yoast dot com, mm-hmm. and there is more or less everything. Boy, this is full on, isn't it? There's it's everything extensive. In here. Yeah, they've really gone to town on this. Um, <clears throat> now, you know, whether other people will adopt this, I, I don't know. For me to change now would be a lot of work. Yeah. Um, but I, I do, yeah, I mean, some people some people like the different admin look within WordPress. Um, I would like a bit more consistency. Like I said, I try to keep with that, you know, that kind of grey st- standard look and feel. But in, in ter- you know, for me, like dragging fields onto a form and things like that, there was just nothing there that I could use. So I had to come up with a a UI that was um, was as easy as I could make it to use. Um, the the other thing is that there are things like admin themes. Um, I don't know if people are aware, but you can actually change the WordPress admin and install an admin theme, yeah. which actually causes a lot of problems for us as plugin developers because it changes the size of the screen, it changes fonts, it changes the colors. So just by changing that font size, that can make buttons wrap and, and cause all kinds of problems. So I think eventually, if we could get to a point where there's a, a style guide like this for WordPress, that would be fantastic. But I can imagine, um, you know, the, the work involved to, to get this done. Yoast obviously has the resource to do that. Um, maybe WordPress could ad- adapt something, you know, some of the stuff that they've done. I, th- I believe this is all React based, which fits in nicely with um, yeah, yeah, block editor. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it's I, I, impressive I, what they've put together. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Well, as luck would have it, I'm actually speaking to Yoast later in this week. We're going to record mm-hmm. a podcast episode. So this Great. will def- I think this will feature heavily in our conversation. Uh, this is fabulous. I mean, I can't I'm, – I'm trying to imagine something which is missing. As I'm looking through, I'm thinking, what component <laughs> is there not? And it really looks like they've tried to do – Almost everything. This is yeah. really great. Yeah. So thank you. And they're you, really Yoast. nice looking components. I mean, yeah. that to me looks a bit like Drop Zone, you know. Um, yeah. They've got all the icons everything there, and you can, you can adjust pretty much everything you need. Yeah, so. this is the, they're calling it file input. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, badges, buttons, alerts, autocomplete, code checkbox, the, you know, uh, titles, text areas, yeah. you it's name it. It's almost like a framework for... WordPress app and, you know, a bit like Bootstrap or Foundation, but they've just got everything in there. And it's really nice as well, isn't it? Yeah. It all looks mm-hmm. really modern. So this is obviously what they're doing um, over on the Yoast side. Peacha made a comment. Um, what did she say? Something about, is it f- is it on the free version? Yeah, Where's it gone? Is Yoast did, Premium. Uh, where does she write that? Is that right in the, the comments? Did I, did I miss that? Second oh, comment was... down, I think. Second comment. I can't see it. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I apologise. I've scrolled off the screen. Yeah. So she says, "Is it Yoast Premium?" I don't know. I'm imagining if they've rolled it out to premium users, they're going to have this in the free version. It would seem unusual to have it in two different states, wouldn't it? But that's really interesting. Your comment there, Mark, about the the, uh, putting in an admin theme. I confess, I never did that. Um, mm, it was always yeah. good enough for me, and I, I always thought that's yeah. a burden of updating and things just going wrong with that admin theme. So I never really mm-hmm. did it. But if people choose to do that, and yeah, the buttons wrapping um, or something quirky like that, that's slightly yeah. Weird. We actually have to put custom CSS in um, to get around a lot of that stuff. 
to just get our plugin looking the way it should again. Uh, they, yeah. they often have CSS that bleeds into to what we do, so we have to counteract that. <laughs> so Peach is asking, yeah, so essentially, Peacher, what we're looking at here is a UI library which uh, reflects this. I would imagine everything that Yoast is talking about, which has gone into the Yoast plugin, is based upon... Uh, this library that Mark mm -hmm. has found. I'm guessing that's what it is. So I think the two sort of overlap mm -hmm. uh, in that way. What about you, um, Steve? What route did you take with your plugins? We go with the WordPress core. Um, okay. But we've taken a serious look at this Yoast library. Be one of our goals, because we have nine plugins with published press, is that they are a little disconnected, they could probably do with a design system. And we looked at the the Yoast library and we're still considering it. Um, the actual design of it is really, really nicely done. Um, a couple of our CSS guys are not big fans of Tailwind, which it's, it's built with. Yep. Um, that's more of a, a personal preference. Um, and a couple of them actually have been through big leaps in the past. One of them was in Joomla, and they actually integrated Bootstrap as a kind of design system because they had a similar problem over there. They they lacked a kind of cohesive structure, and they went with uh, Bootstrap. And then Bootstrap released a new version without backwards compatibility, and suddenly, boom. Um, so. They have a couple of technical qualms about this Yoast library, but the actual uh, implementation and the the level of detail and the the level of quality in this is really excellent. Yeah, it looks really. I, I can't believe I didn't see this. Actually, this is it's actually great fodder for my chat with Yoast. Thank you. <laughs> kind of perfect. The, the podcast has written itself now. Um, yes. Okay. Nomad skateboarding. Nomad skateboarding says yes, it's on it's in the free version of Yoast as well. Yeah, I kind of feel like it, it honestly, if 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 I had a like a hundred things that I wanted WordPress to do, it's probably in the top fifty somewhere, but I it's not like the, the admin being updated isn't like number one or two or three or anything like that for me. But I do There's feel probably yeah. smaller wins like hiding the or the advertising notices. Yeah, um, you, there's probably it would be nice. Maybe Mark had a good idea. Maybe the best approach is more clearly defining the current system rather than building a whole new one. But there's also probably some smaller wins like having the admin notice area that mm. could improve the admin experience without without forcing a complete rewrite for <laughs> yeah. uh, for admin developers. By the way, uh, I'm just trying to remember the name of it. Ross Wintle's tool. Have you come across WP, uh, what's it called? WP Admin Turbo or something. Turbo Admin, WP Turbo. This is it. Um, this is, the, if you come across, oh, I'm not showing the screen. Uh, this is Ross Wintle's Turbo Admin. We've mentioned it a couple of times in the past. It's a 
Uh, it's actually a Chrome extension. So although I'm looking at a plugin page, I don't actually know what the plugin does. Presumably it's got the same feature set, but you can install it. If you go to the website, Google WP admin, WP turbo admin, go to the website. It's a Chrome extension. It allows you to, uh, to do all sorts of things on every WordPress admin because it's not a plugin sitting in Chrome, in my case, it does things like hide the ads automatically. It kind of figures out that's mm. very likely an ad and sucks it into a little panel and hides it away. So, cool. yeah, little hat tip to to him. I think it's like $30 or something, and I believe it's possibly lifetime. I'm not sure about that. but uh, Oh, great. Yeah, look, there we go. Um, Courtney's saying Ross's tool is super helpful. Yeah, let me see if I can actually find the website. I don't know if one of you guys can find it. Turbo admin i guess it's probably got a very sensible url by the way you're looking at my shiny new search engine i've dropped google in Ooh. favor of neva um which is dead cool i can't see it i'd say it's dead cool and now it's not giving me what i want it's gone for <laughs> wordpress.org in every case in every country um, yeah <laughs> that's right oh Oh, I don't know. I think there know. might be a link on the actual plugin page. Oh, well, let me look. Let me look. Let's scroll no, down. No chat, Nathan. Oh, thanks. There you go. Oh, it is exactly what you'd imagine. It's turbo-admin.com. Let's stick it up. You don't need a search engine, Nathan. You can just ask uh, chat GPT or something. <laughs> Do you know what? I've tried to use chat, me, chat GPT a couple of times this week, and it's basically, it says it's oversubscribed. And uh, <laughs> I can see that. Microsoft are going to try and get their money back out of it as quickly as possible. Yeah. Here it is, wp hyphen sorry turbo hyphen admin dot com, and it will consume your ads. Plus, it puts this like spotlight. If you've got a Mac, it puts this spotlight search up, and mm. you can find almost everything on your WordPress site by clicking uh, in here. So I don't know if you want to do posts, create a new post, it'll it'll put everything post related. Cool. By the way, nice nice website, Ross. Yeah. I think this is. That's kind of that's cool, really isn't nice. it? Just using it straight away. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so the it sounds like the the general consensus is we need a new admin, but we're not quite sure yes. how to do it just yet. Okay. Uh, did, did you get in on that, Rob? Sorry, I don't know if we cut you out of that conversation. No, not really, but that's okay. Um, I I tend to agree. The, the interface is uh, really passe. It looks like yesterday. But the consistency for me is a big problem. So I commend both Steve and Mark for actually using the WordPress uh, experience as much as possible because I think we end users want is consistency. So I'm also in the let's get a style guide together uh, corner because that would help people be consistent and basically mm. say to them, if you want to play, you got to be consistent. So and and I also agree, let's clear up that admin notices area. That has been a sore point of mind for eons and eons. And I mean, some plugins, and, and Mark and Steve will get what I'm saying. It's a bit of a, an oxymoron because you need to do promotion, but I don't think that's the way to do it. I mean, I know as a, a designer, when plugins bombard me in the admin notices area, I'll go find something else to use. And uh, mm. so that doesn't work for me. So let's clean that up as well. Okay. Um, Alan's uh, given us a bit of a uh, bit of advice here. That's great. Thank you, Alan. Um, admin notice redesign is a project that's underway in core. Mm. So okay, great. Just one last point on that. Mm. Um, Please, the the list page you have in WordPress when you click on pages or posts. Yep. 
that that is a class in WordPress that we actually use. Interestingly, in the documentation for that class, it says we we're basically about to get rid of this. So please include a copy of this class in your plugin. Um, so, Ooh. but it, but it's such a core part of WordPress. I'm surprised it's flagged as we're going to get rid of this. And in fact, I had a you know when I did a security review on my plugin. That class itself was flagged as a security issue, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. so I actually removed it, and, and I'm now using the WordPress version because they still haven't got rid of it. I, I just don't see it going away for a long time. But um, mm. yeah, so that you know, that's just another example of where we try to use as much of WordPress core as possible. We actually use their list format rather than coming up mm. with our own list page. Um, yeah, there's Alan. Alan saying list table. That's exactly it. <laughs> but it's, I don't I don't see it going for a while. But yeah. Um, yeah. Um I'll just I'll just wrap up this thing about the UI here with what Yoast has said cuz I think this kind of sums it up perfectly. It's he says the following the reason for this is simple, this being their brand new shiny new eye. Um, WordPress admin components are old-fashioned and haven't progressed as they should. We simply can't build a modern interface with them. It saddens me enormously, though, that we've had to take this step. So it's kind of a bittersweet um, thought process going on there. But, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, and then Alan's come back again. Look, never will. 30,000 plugins <laughs> will break, yeah, including... Yeah. Yeah. In your own mark. yeah. Okay. Now I've got so many tabs open. I'm struggling to see where I'm going next. That's that <laughs> one. Da, da, da. I'm going to miss that one out. I'm going to go to this. Okay. So this is weird. This came across my radar this week and, and I put it on here, but then it suddenly occurred to me. I didn't really know what was going on anyway. So this is, and I always say this wrong, the W3C. I always say the WC3. I don't really know what's going on there. Um, it says it's being relaunched as a public interest non-profit organization. I'll just quote. The World Wide, the, the World Wide Web Consortium began in the year, sorry, began the year 2023 by forming a new public interest non-profit organization. This new entity preserves our member-driven approach, existing world worldwide outreach and cooperation uh, while allowing for additional partners around the world beyond Europe and Asia. Now, I just assumed that's what the W3C was already, some sort of non-profit organization governing the internet and all of the, you know, the different things which happen on the internet. But so this, how is this news? Did, did anybody else, can you, can any of you sort of just correct me? Wasn't it always a non-profit and what's changed? I th yeah, I always thought it was a non-profit. And I, I actually, I've just brought up the wiki page just to, remind myself how it works there's 459 member organizations obviously big companies yep. that all contribute to it but I, I i didn't yeah i i i didn't know why it was never a public interest non-profit in the first place uh, i always thought it was <laughs> well there you go i mean i just because of its importance it, it kind of like almost like the bedrock of so much of what we do it's really important mm, to know this kind of stuff but yeah i just assumed that it was tim berners-lee who is often noted as being sort of like the father of the well the, the hyperlink let's give him that uh, he says today i'm proud i'm the proud i am proud of of the profound impact w3c has had its many achievements accomplished with our members and the public and i look forward to the continued empowering advancement w3c enables as it launches its own public interest non-profit organization building on over 28 years of experience so there we go maybe it's not news at all but i just yeah, I was slightly confused. Steve, any insights? Rob, any insights? Maybe it's no. becoming a, a non-profit like OpenA, 
like uh, OpenAI. <laughs> is that becoming a non-profit, <laughs> or is it just not profitable? <laughs> no, so well, isn't no. it like a? It's a limited profit, isn't it? I think it's. It is yeah. now. Yeah. What's you, that? What's a limited profit? I've never heard of that one. But yeah, they what? can only they can only profit on a certain percentage of of income. Oh. Uh, the rest of it has to be churned back into the business. So I guess that protects it from just becoming a cash cow and them never developing it again. So they oh, I see. In the oh, okay. Yeah, there is there is a spectrum, I think, where someone who is a legal scholar, a lawyer, might be able to pass them better than me. But a ghost is kind of in this space as a a nonprofit. All the money that ghost makes gets cycled back into its system, apart from salaries. Um, and then there's the nonprofit benefit corporation, which is a corporation with um, a mission at its heart. Um, and then there's the the open AI limited benefit corporation, which I think everyone learned about as soon as it went there because no one had ever heard of it before. There's definitely a, a kind of increasing spectrum of organizations and companies that are perhaps a little more mission driven, a little more nonprofit, but still making some money. It's um, requires someone who's has you, you should uh, get a lawyer on uh, on a podcast yeah. and, yeah, and try right. and untangle the, right. the differences yeah. between these. I, I can't afford a lawyer for this show. Good <laughs> grief! But yeah, it, just confusing to me because I just assumed that everything that it is becoming, I just assumed that that was what it already was. I, but yeah, anyway, an important thing. Uh, in in conversation with the OpenAI conversation that you were just having there, Steve um, Andrew saying they can only take profit. And the ten billion from Microsoft House has to be paid back first. Okay, that's interesting. Um, and yeah, let's also not forget nonprofits have no salary caps. I didn't know that either. Okay, there you go. Right, let's move on. That was just a bit of an aside, really. So I, this one came across my radar. It's Sarah Gooding, and it, it, this is nothing really to do with WordPress. It's just curious. There's a new app out there called Engine Awesome. It allows you to essentially create your own, let's call it SaaS app. It creates things, it, it allows you to bind data to other data and so on and so forth. So you could create a CRM. That was one of the use cases that they had. But the reason this is of interest is because they have decided to use Gutenberg as the UI tool for their own SaaS app. And so when you log into the when you log into more or less any SaaS app, you see their own UI. You know, you've got Notion open and it's Notion's UI, and you go to Gmail and it's Gmail's UI. And this is the first example, and you can see it right here on the screen. Uh, this is how you interact, and look at that; it's basically Gutenberg. And this was one of the this was one of the things that um, Matt Mullenweg was touting right at the outset. He was hoping that Gutenberg would grow to be much much bigger than than WordPress, and indeed Gutenberg itself may become the big thing. And there doesn't seem to be too much evidence of that yet, except here we have uh, an, an, an app called, uh, what did I say it was called? I've forgotten already. Uh, Engine Awesome. Engine Awesome is using this to power their UI. Uh, there's a lot of technical details here, but I just think that's absolutely fascinating that they, instead mm. of going down the route of doing it themselves, they've just 
I'm going to say the word snicked, but that's entirely wrong. They've they've used what is free and available there. They've got a completely different database structure and all that kind of stuff going on in the background. But a lot of their UI looks completely bespoke. But the bit where you interact with things, it was curious. I watched a video on their website, and it was it was just like creating a post, except you were creating whatever it is that you create in their in their app. So there we go. Curious and. Uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on using Gutenberg outside of WordPress? I don't know if this will catch on or not. I remember Matt talking about that at State of the Word two yeah. years ago, and I was up there in New York, I think it was. Um, and I remember there was a, a, a contributor there who asked a question about, you know, if I'm putting my time in to WordPress, developing Gutenberg, is it right that that should then go off and be used or licensed elsewhere? So I forget what Matt's response was to it, but uh, it's interesting to see it starting to happen. Um, I'd yeah. be interested to know how how that actually works, um, how you pull that into a third-party platform, but that's quite clever. I remember so, seeing like just the idea that you know mobile phone apps might start using it and things like that, because hmm. what's the point in building your own UI. I don't know. I do, it, when I look at it like that in the context of a SaaS app, that seems really at odds with that. So on the screen, we're looking at a part of their UI where you, in effect, you, you're creating like custom post types. Imagine it like that. And you've got what looks like the Yoast UI that we had a minute ago. It's got that same sort of look and feel mm. to it. And then you drop into that. And it suddenly looks very different again. So I don't know. I wonder what what will what will happen there. I guess the yeah. ultimate output from it is um, H, well HTML with markup in it yeah. uh, for adding yeah. blocks. So I guess they're ultimately using that part of the system. I can imagine SaaS app developers not really wanting to look the same as everybody else, though, right? Isn't that one of the things when you build an app? You want it to look different and look a bit cool and you know, not look exactly like your rivals are doing. So, yeah, we'll see. Let's be fascinated to see. Um, there's a few comments coming in, but I think they're about the article that we had. Da, da, da. There were Alan Fuller saying there was a big push to put Gutenberg into the WP.org mm. support forums. While she may think it or uh, may think it all WP, it is not when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just this just struck me as quite interesting because it was the first implementation that i had i've reached out to the the guys uh behind X, uh, engine awesome to see if they want to come on a on a chat on a podcast and exactly what their thinking was around that so yeah mm, be interesting yeah indeed okay anything steve anything rob if not we'll move on yeah you know what when we did our conversation about gutenberg phase three i said that i got most of the information i could find about phase three from a a repo on um, on automatic, automatic has a. I'm trying to find it now. I'm mm. frantically typing in the background. Yes, okay. Um, but there is a repo on the on automatic's GitHub, which is entirely focused on this, and it has um, some issues and some details on integration with, say, the with the the WordPress app, with Tumblr, uh, with a variety of different use cases for Gutenberg. Uh, outside of WordPress itself, um, and I'll tell you, I'll try and grab it later. Yeah, 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 that's now. fine. Yeah, so yeah, you can put it in the show I'll, notes. I'll stick it in the show notes. Yeah, the um, I think Tumblr isn't the isn't oh. the intention for Tumblr to adopt the 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 block editor as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, no question, Nathan. But tumblers owned by automatic. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mind. Yeah. But yeah, but going back to what Mark was talking about about Matt's conversation at stated word two years ago, he actually envisioned, and I remember hearing Matt talk about it either at stated word or on a podcast. I can't remember where. And he said he thought um, Gutenberg would be adopted across the open source industry. So he he's envisioned that. So I'm not surprised it's gone this way. Yeah, I um, I thank you, Steve. You found it. It's uh, it's called the isolated block editor, and it's a GitHub repo. It's one of Automatic's projects, and it, you'll find it at github.com forward slash automatic with two T's forward slash isolated dash block dash editor, and I'll stick it in the show notes. Yeah, interesting. It's not exactly it's not exactly had rockets underneath it though, has it? You know, given that we're several years in, this is the first implementation that i know of it at least anyway I, I, I imagine there was hope that it would be adopted more more widely and quickly than that but uh, let's see let's see i'll chat with the guys and see what their uh, experience has been like right now this is the difficult thing i've now got to see where i am with my tabs oh yeah sorry a little bit of self-promotion well not really more about robert roley than me but i did a yeah. podcast episode with um with robert roley from patch stack and we recorded the conversation in january um we just we'd agreed to have the podcast in i think something like mid-november we thought we'd get on a podcast and chat about internet security wordpress specifically but then the whole more or less all the podcast episode got hijacked by what happened over at LastPass. And I'd, I just want to get into that a little bit, if that's okay. Anyway, it's podcast episode number 61 on the WP Tavern website. There's a link at the top of the, uh, of the page, wptavern.com forward slash podcast. Look for episode 61. It's in there. I don't know if you guys use a password manager, if your life has been turned into turmoil ever oh, since boy. last pass. But I've, I've had to spend quite a long time changing things, and I'm still not through it. Uh, bit of backstory: Your if you've got a LastPass account, your data, as of let's oh, I don't know, let's say at some point last year, it was nicked, and it's encrypted. So depending on the strength of your password, it's encrypted um, against brute force attack as a function of time against how difficult your podcast podcast how difficult your password was. So if your password was I don't know, trifle, give up, it's all gone. But if your password was a load of pseudo-random noise, you've probably got a couple of centuries uh, with the current state of technology. But I, it really did throw me to a loop because I um, I totally bought into the whole dream of it. I thought this data was immutable. I thought it was, mm -hmm. you know, nothing. So I've thrown everything in there. I've got passwords, you know, social security details, all of that's in there, and I'm now sort of dreading that because whilst I can go and change my, um, you know, I can change the website for all the properties that I'm on, it's a bit harder to change my national insurance number, and I'm not going to change my bank, but some of the banking details ended it up in there. And so I, I don't know. I just wonder if some aspect of the internet broke for me when that news came out. You know, some trust that I had that mm. technology could store this stuff safely. Hmm. 
I don't know. I'm going to can throw jump, that open. Discuss. Can I jump in there? So, yeah. so the first the first thing is uh, kudos to Robert having a conversation with you. Um, people need to listen to him. That's that's the first thing. The the second thing is as somebody who spends a lot of time in the security space locking down websites, I have already dubbed 2023 the year of the vulnerability. So, <laughs> in Canada and US, we've seen at least six or seven major corporations that have been, including two hospitals in the Toronto area that have been hacked in the last month and a half. And we're only at February 6th or something. So, I mean, we got to keep that in mind. So what it tells me is if the big companies are having problems, the small users of the WordPress websites need to start getting real about this stuff. Now, one of the tips, I had a conversation with Kathy Zen, who's one of your co-hosts, and I actually shared the tip in episode 298 of my podcast, if anybody wants to go listen to it. And Kathy had picked this tip up off of somebody else, and it basically means you put your passwords in the password manager, and at the end of every password, you have a common word or phrase that only you know that you don't store in your password manager. So, for example, Mm -hmm. if your password is ABCD and your phrase is coffee, one, two, three, four pound, you don't put the coffee, one, two, three, four pound in the password manager and you append that to every password. So that inherently makes your password manager more secure. Now, the other problem is to beat on LastPass. The biggest problem there is they have changed management structures five times in the last two years. So they were originally on their own, then they were bought by LogMeIn, then they were spun off, and then they were sold to an equity firm, and it goes on. So when you were in the security space and you're spun off five times, how do you have any continuity on what you're doing? Yeah. And, And personally... I hate to say this company, I think they're finished, they're done. It's just a question of when. So if you haven't moved, now's the time to move. But here's the other problem. If you've got passwords in that vault, and Robert would tell you the same thing, you need to change all those passwords Yeah. now. And that's the biggest thing. So what I think you need to do as an end user is be aware of what's going on out there. And this should be a lesson for for site owners because, again, if big companies are getting hacked and you're not doing the right things, you're going to get hacked too. And that means having backups and backups that you've tested that can be restored. Because if you can't restore a backup, your backup is utterly useless too. So do the testing before you get to that point. And that's my two cents worth. I think one of the things which shook me a little bit was also the lack of communication from LastPass. They were very, very good at not telling anybody (laughs) that this had really, you know, it was sort of couched in a blog article, but you had to read between the lines a little bit. But also Mm. it seems that the implementation that a lot of people had, well, not a lot of people, I think it's a small subset of their users, but the number of hash cycles that um, was applied was very low in some cases. In my in my one. case, it, one. yeah, one. There were several people. If you where were the, an original so basically, use. forget it, give it up. Oh, you've, you know, it's. Yeah. Uh, in my case, it was the it was their recommendation of one hundred thousand and one, 
But even mm. that falls well below the 350,000 that is recommended by, I forget who recommends it, but um, anyway, Steve so it was all problem. of that. Yeah, it was all of that lack of communication, the fact that they're mm. just sort of carrying on as normal. You don't see any evidence ed- evidence on it on their website. And I think a bit like you, Rob, I think maybe they'll be finished by some sort of class action lawsuit mm. as mm. soon as somebody can definitely say, look, my whole identity has been hijacked and it's as a result of stuff that was in LastPass. I like your and idea. They dropped this, and they dropped this two days before Christmas just yeah, to try, great, and, right? yeah. Try, yeah. try and say, hey, we dropped it and they tried to hide in amongst the Christmas season. I mean, they had been lying and I'll use the word lying because that's my opinion, folks, so don't sue me, but I think <laughs> they've been lying to their public for months. I mean, this got worse and worse as it went, deception, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And security is all about trust. And how do you trust a company that's not up front? Well, I've yeah, I've given up on them. I have an account, so I'm going to mm-hmm. wait until that, you know, till the, the subscription on that runs out because I don't see why not. Um, but I've, I've, my personal decision. I've, I've carried on using an online password manager. So Cohen, who's in the comments, said he always thought the concept of an online password manager was a bit of a recipe for disaster. Do you know what? Like six weeks ago, I would have said no, it's fine, and now I'm, <laughs> I'll, I'll eat that humble pie, Cohen. I think you. Uh, there's maybe some wisdom in what you're saying. That seems like sage advice now. But uh, other, Mark and um, sorry, Mark just and Steve, before we move on. To... Go ahead, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Uh, sorry, I just want to add two quick things and an alternative. One is make sure you turn two FA on, but that's not secure because always because Facebook has problems with two FA right now. But do that, and then start changing your use passwords on a regular basis. Stuff mm. you use all the time. Sorry, <clears> Mark, <throat> go ahead. Oh, and I was, um, <clears throat> Nathan, was your identity stolen when Michelle came on looking like you? Ah, now, yes. <laughs> oh, no. Was it around that, was, that time? That was crazy now that you say it. That is, she was clearly part of the last pass breach. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. My, my thought is, you know, I, 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 I'm with Cohen. I've, I've never trust, I've never had trust in these online, online password storage things. I, I, I think you, you, if you've got a database with, a thousand passwords in it. They those passwords are then only as good as the password. I know protecting that. Um, I, I still use a, a very old piece of software on my computer um, called M Secure. It's not even the latest version because I don't even like the new version. But it just sits on my computer. I have a backup of it, and it doesn't go online anywhere. It doesn't leave the office, and I just prefer prefer it that way. Um, I think these passwords storage mechanisms they bring a great deal of convenience yeah uh, you know you can get it get to it on your phone and on every computer and everything's synced up and it's all nice but when it you know I, i've got what 1600 passwords for my for my client base and if that suddenly got released i my business would shut down I, yeah it would, just, it would be a disaster and it's not worth it to me to have that convenience. So I'm still a little bit old school when it comes to passwords. So um, how, so let's say that you're out of town, like you were mm, at WordCamp Yule, and mm, you suddenly need to log into something. I don't know, mm-hmm. you, you've got logged out on your iPhone or something. Do you just wait until you go home, or is there a mechanism for... No, well, I've got it on my laptop, so... Um, oh, your laptop comes with you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if so the everybody, Next time stolen, you see Mark, just nick his laptop. That's my the, laptop, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that is... <laughs> Password protected, obviously, on the machine yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, getting into it and getting into the password things only, you know, so much you can do, really. But um, yeah, 
yeah, I'd, 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 I just prefer having that in my realm than it being out there in the cloud somewhere. Just, Here's just... an interesting one, because I, I've ended up going to Bitwarden, which is another alternative, right? Mm. So basically what I've done is I've, I've just, you know, I've just imagined that that whole problem never existed, but another service will fix it. <laughs> I don't see that there's a great deal of difference, except there's a couple of little nuanced bits. But there is one product called One Password, and one password has to be seeded by something. Mm. Only you know. Well, in theory, you know, don't go writing it on a tattoo on your forearm or anything like that. But you can you can give it a seed, and if somebody steals the data, it's not just the password. You need mm. to have this other thing. So if they get your password, if they hash that, it, it's useless because they can't do anything with it. So in other words, it's almost like two FA for the for the vault. So that seemed quite appealing. But the more I think about it, the more I should. Just have something like you, Mark. Just have it on a laptop and carry yeah. the laptop Old around. school works better for me. I think yeah. Rob will be able to talk to this, but wasn't there just some aspects of LastPass that just were not encrypted at all? They just left them as plain text in their database. Yeah, yeah there were fields. Yeah. It was fields. fields. But th- those fields are so, like, oh, my Lord. Like password, uh, sorry, like the, the email address and the URL, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's just oh. ludicrous. Absolutely. And there was a, check this out. Somebody wrote a somebody went onto ChatGPT and said, so you can download that blob of data, right? You can download your last passable. Somebody went onto ChatGPT and wrote a Windows uh, PowerShell app to show all of the fields in plain text and literally went to ChatGPT and said, write me a PowerShell script to expose all of the fields yep. in a LastPass. But it no yep. more than that, right? It just said that to it. And it, it worked. And, wow. and then it said, oh, and we need a new a UI for it. Can you make it so that it's got some kind of UI? And it, did, it did that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Gibson crazy. talked about that yeah, yeah. in one yeah. of his podcasts. That was where I got it from. Of... It was, uh, it was yeah. on security now. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> I'm going to hold on to it at WP Asia. I'm not going to let anyone hear me. Uh, Password feels ripe for picking. Yeah, (laughs) honestly, you imagine, like, that's got to be one of the, that that dump of data, that however many petabytes of data that was, can you imagine what goodness is in there, what stuff could be taken out of that? People are going to throw millions of dollars at GPUs to get that stuff decrypted because yep. yep. yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's like mining Bitcoin. <laughs> Steve, I know that we're running out of time very quickly. So if you've got any thoughts on that, shout them out. If not, we'll go and just move on to the last couple of things. Hey, not my area of expertise. I'll leave that to Rob. Okay. Thank you. Right. We'll Thanks, just Steve. very, very quickly uh, go to this last couple of things. I'm going to just mentioned this nice article on WP Tavern about um, Adam Silverstein, who is a WordPress core committer. He's talking about whether we should have automated performance monitoring for WordPress core. So I'll just mention that, go and read it. AI has been thrown into SEO press. So in much the same way that with Mark's WS form, you can pre-fill certain fields, like, I don't know, a text area, you can pre-fill that with certain text and things like that. Have I got that right, Mark? Is it that kind of, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can, can now do completion out. Yeah, thank you. You can now do that with SEO presses, for example, meta descriptions and things like that. It mm. will pre-populate. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it goes and scrapes your 
scrapes your content? I had, I had a quick look at it, and I think what oh, yeah. you can do is uh, you can choose a post, and then you from the um, the bulk edit menu, you can say create me an SEO title and description from the content, um, and it'll read the content in and, and build those out for you uh, within their like, their software. Sounds like a really cool. sounds like a really heavy, expensive, but I, bet, I guess there's no way of yeah. going around it in yeah. any other way. If you've got to read the article, okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's a nice update. If you've got SEO Press 6.3, throws that in. What you've got to do is you've got to, like in WS Form, you've got to link it with your API token so mm-hmm. that when your $18 worth of free um, OpenAI stuff is expired, uh, you can start paying for it because it's not free. And mm-hmm. Microsoft need to get their $10 million back as quickly as possible. Yeah, Plus, <laughs> uh, speaking million, of money, 20 billion. Yeah, 10, 10 billion. billion. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Uh, 20 quid, 20 quid Ben's uh, offering and a bag of Scampi if you can nick oh, Mark's wow. laptop. Oh, it didn't, didn't last long. He's already oh, half his offer. Ten, He's gone down to 10 pound now. 10 pounds and some ball bearings. Why the ball bearings? What do you want those show, for? Final offer. Show title, how, how do we hack Mark's laptop? Okay, okay. Right, it's a right. challenge now. Going in. Okay, let me just write that down. How do we hack Mark's Laptop, right? Got it. That's going to be. I'm going off the grid. I'm going off the grid. I'm going to disconnect my Ethernet cable. Yeah, again. (laughs) Final offer: ten pounds. Says Ben, and he also says that he's tried out the SEO press stuff, and it works super cool. Okay, great. I've got SEO press, so I might try that. Last couple, very quickly. Go to chat. Go to Cat GPT and uh, experiment with it. It's brilliant. (laughs) It's what the internet was invented for. If you thought pictures of cats was fun, this is more fun. And just type in the word meow. Because uh, that'll give you a nice response. And honestly, I don't want to hold you guys for too long, but we'll make this the last one. Everybody's concerned that AI is starting to really cause a few problems. Let's say, in the example that a lot of teachers in America, in this case, are complaining that their students, so we're talking like children as opposed to university, uh, you know, older people, um, they're now submitting work which has been written by AI. I don't know quite how they figured out that it was written by AI, possibly because it was like a thousand times better than some children were expected. <laughs> no errors. To. Yeah, that's right. No <laughs> errors. Um, yeah. Um, and so this is a problem, right? Nobody wants children getting certificates for things that they didn't deserve. That's not really a great incentive for anybody. But so what's happened is OpenAI have... <laughs> can't make this up. OpenAI have really... <laughs> OpenAI have released their own tool to spot when OpenAI has created something. And uh, guess how how well it works. Here's how well it works. It can identify a mere 26% of stuff that it wrote. And it incorrectly, 9% of the time, so call it 10, shall we? 10% of the time, it's a false positive. So something that a child sat and diligently wrote one in ten of them is getting told, no, it's an AI wrote that. Can you this is at chaos? <laughs> this is absolute chaos. And you talked a minute ago, um, Rob, about trust, right? Trust is the yeah. bedrock of all of it. This is of the course. stuff of exams, isn't it? If there's no trust that children have submitted work, where are we? I don't, <laughs> I don't know what we it's do. It's like we said last week, Nathan, that we 
we're probably going to have to put cameras on our children actually doing their work as evidence they've done it. You know, yeah. Like a, like a driving yeah. cam. It's getting <laughs> that bad, yeah. Well, in the UK, like when I was a child, there was this move away from like final exams to coursework. So mm. I, I did these things called GCSEs. Prior to that, there were these exams called O-levels. And O-levels was all exam. So you did you, you, when you got to 16... Everything was exams. They moved it so that a burden of it was taken and it was coursework. I imagine it'll flip the other way now. I imagine we're going to have to get to the point where it is exam conditions for almost everything because, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. I think that's all I've got. Is it all I've got? Was there anything else? No, that's it. I think I've got it. Right. Last little thing, just very quickly. Um, no, 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 not the wave. It's it's the new thing on the show. What's <laughs> what is it what is a bob the reason this has come about right is because i got a new shelf and there was just two that shelf was just right there so what the heck can i do with that so here we go i'm just going to uh i can't make Make myself bigger bigger. can i make myself bigger yeah there you go what is that what is a bob (laughs) is that an old flip phone is it an old no no good guess good guess is it a pipe uh it's not a pipe no no it's not a pipe is it food it's not food. Okay. Uh, I'll give one more guess. Earbuds or I something like that. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this word and see if it helps you. I'm gonna say the word Victoria Knox. Oh, uh-huh. uh, a uh, Swiss Army knife. It's a Swiss Army knife. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was <laughs> lovely shelf work, <laughs> says Ben. Thank you very much. It is a Swiss Army knife. That's the that's the great bit for this show. Right, let's do the humiliating bit then. We've all got a wave. Give us a wave. Give us a wave. Thank you. Sincere thanks to Rob to mark and to Pleasure. steve i really appreciate it the show will be coming out as a podcast episode i hope you all come back on, on another show thank you for all of the comments that came in i'm really appreciative of that as well that's really great it makes the whole thing i nearly said seem worthwhile <laughs> makes the whole thing worthwhile <laughs> i meant to say worthwhile but seems came out in my head it makes the whole thing worthwhile i really appreciate it we will see you next week go and sign up for the page Builder summit while you're at it Ta-da. see you later bye